0: to the Batmobile. Let's go.
1: Come on, Bob, for old time's sake, huh?
0: Harley Quinn, nice to meet you.
1: <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. is
0: like my favorite Marvel character ever, but you should never meet your heroes because honestly, he's a bit of a dick. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Cat. I am. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks.
1: Hi Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion TV and movie reviews for shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'll be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic book reader. And I'll be reviewing from the TV and movie perspective. And what we also like to do is we also like to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our choice of the week, then we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast... Comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, I'm going to do something a little bit different this week. What are we're going to review this week? Well, Dave... <laughs> I, I thought I thought I'd, like I'd, finish, I'd Dave, just Dave. get this week sentence twice and appear like a complete douchebag. So, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's on. all right. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe maybe should have let you finish. Sorry. Um, we're going to review Dave the Melissa McCarthy-led 2019 DC and Vertical Comic movie, The Kitchen. Awesome. Now I have to ask, were you aware of this one? I was aware of it in the cinema, and I also was aware of it that I, 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 it's sort of been on a list in the background of movies to watch because I wasn't. I, I, for some reason, I thought it was a completely different movie than what we actually saw. But because it, but well it is a Melissa McCarthy day. Loved her in *Bridesmaids*. I've watched loads of the slapstick comedy stuff she's done, but she's the same character in every single mirth, uh, mm-hmm. movie. She's like Rebel Wilson, the Australian girl. You know the um, the, the, the blonde girl who's in every the comedian, the, the big girl. She's in. Oh, the books, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you Rebel what, Wilson, I, I, Wilson. I, you
1: you love a rom com, don't you? Because she's in, yeah. in there. She's in this one that I, I've watched a couple of times now with one the Hemsworth brothers. I've seen it. He's got like a groundhog day. Yeah, she's like in yeah. this rom-com world. Oh, mate, I, I think it's my favorite rom-com. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it brilliant. it's really funny. Yeah.
0: It is, it's, a, it's like a modern version of Ground Up. We only watched that. God, they must be about two or three months ago. That it's on Netflix.
1: I think. Yeah, well, that's yeah. That's a good film. Is it? So, so, is it one more time with feeling? Something like
0: that, yeah. And and it's um, Liam Hemsworth in it who's the main lead in it. Yeah. He's like a fit guy who she's loved and all this. I, but... just,
1: <laughs> I just loved a bit where he's walking through and she's obviously, she wants to have sex with him, you know, and he's, he's looking very Hemsworthy, isn't he? You know, comes out of the shower and uh, she, she sort of wants to have sex with him. And it's like, no, it just cut to the morning. What the hell's going on? And it keeps keeps going to the same scene. She's like, fucking come here. <laughs> yeah, every day, every day. It's really, it is a good film. It's a
0: cracking film. And the comparison with her is, it's the same films with mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy. I've been absolutely Melissa mccarthy now. I've seen about 10 of her movies and she doesn't deviate at all from the same, you know, same character in all of them. However, this one, she's completely removed from that Melissa McCarthy, and actually shows that she's a really good actress, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, I was the same. I, I, I mean, I, I thought Bridesmaids and stuff like that, and I can't think of other stuff that she's done. But, but you know, like you say, she's the same, uh, and and kind of like you could say she's she's one of those female gross out type, you know, comedians in this i i almost didn't recognize her. i almost forgot that i was watching melissa mccarthy in this one yeah and uh, the other girl is in it as well isn't she, she who's in the the handmaid's tale
0: oh yeah elizabeth moss yeah yeah
1: so i thought i thought she was good i thought i thought the whole cast were really good now i have to say the the comic that this base this is based on only the first issue only came out in 2014 And it was part of DC Vertigo Comics. So, you know, the the Vertigo brand is not kind of around anymore. But, you know, they they dealt with things that were outside of the regular DC universe. So, they don't have to tell, you know, stories clad in, you know, about superheroes clad in spandex. You know, they can tell lots of different types of stories. So, you know, you sometimes get these little mini-series like The Kitchen coming out and uh, these little surprises. So, it's obviously gone... It's one of these that's gone quite quickly from being a comic and then straight into being a movie i mean the movie came out 2019 uh you know so for a movie to to turn around in that time it's it's usually mark milaru can turn around that quick you know but others yeah. aren't quite so lucky so yeah i, I thought it was quite interesting a guy called ollie masters was the writer for that and uh yeah, I, I need to pick it up because I, I've I've read of it, but I haven't actually read it. So uh, I need to get on that one.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because obviously it's set in the 70s, set in 1978, the year that I was born. So I love, as you know, the American stuff. It's all in New York. It, it's of its time. It's got the American muscle cars in it. I love that 70s era of America. I love the Joker for that reason, Dave, because it was set around that sort of late eight, 70s, 80s type World And I know it's dingy and dark and like a depression at, at times, but I really enjoyed it. And knowing the different areas properly of New York now, having been a couple of times, it's, it's interesting the divide of places like the Bronx, you know, Brooklyn, uh, New Jersey, you know, and all that sort of thing. It's not just once says New York. New York is just that city, really, even though it's the whole State as such, isn't it? Mm-hmm. New York State, but it's also the city. So you've got these offshoots, and I and, and I've gone through watching the Sopranos in lockdown. So knowing that they were from uh, New Jersey, and they were they were classes like the poor man's gangsters, Tony Soprano in real life, but they they, they weren't. But yeah, it, I just love it because it's of a city that I love, and and I think what's interesting before we get into review is this film, and let's be honest, this film has been absolutely slated. I mean, it's it's critically it's got panned from every side going. Like, I watched a film. The one thing, I don't know if you've seen it, Dave, but there's a film that I watched last year. Have you seen one called The Widows? No, no. So so a film came out last year called The Widows. It was a remake of a movie that came out. It might have been late 70s, 80s. But it's a remake of that, and it was starred... Uh, Liam Neeson was in it. He was, like, the main husband. And basically, at the start, six... Or, I think John Burford I might have been in it. Six or seven these guys are on like a heist and they're all there, the proper armed robbers. Anyway, they get killed, all of them wiped out and the career criminals. All these guys are in love and then the women basically take it on and take on the business then, Dave, and go after like the money. They start doing heists themselves and all this. Very similar to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, the widows was from years ago, the film. And this is, when I was watching, I thought this is a very similar Beats. Obviously, the guys all go to prison But the you know they're in the movie they get killed. But spoiler alert, jump into spoiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The spoiler, and I watched this at the cinema last year. The spoiler is all the all of the husbands are not dead. The bodies were set up bodies, and Liam. uh, Sorry, it was Liam Neeson. Sorry, he's the only one who's not dead. Her husband, the woman who's the main star, is her out of Suicide Squad who runs the whole team, Dave. The, the older woman, she's like the uh, wife, in it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, she, she gets them all together. But yeah, this has got beats of that. And I saw in some of the reviews saying, this is just a rip-off of Widows, but just not as good. Now, I didn't necessarily like Widows. I thought it was okay. And it got proper hype, uh, I think it was late last year. And I didn't rate it. I didn't think it was amazing. I thought, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, so quite interesting cons- comparison. And I mean, just to see what you think when we get into it. But yeah, it it has got a bit of background with me. But again, I I just don't understand the actual critical slamming of it. And financially, it made absolutely nothing. 38 million budget, it made 16 million. It got fucking absolutely railroaded out of the cinema.
1: Yeah, and and it's funny. I mean, I I was aware of it, but I mean, it, it didn't seem to be really marketed. And I think you were going to the cinema like, Every week at the time, weren't you? So yeah. you'd probably, yeah. when this came out, you'd have known every single film that was coming out, wouldn't you? Yeah. And so, with you, with your unlimited card, or was it unlimited? That's the cinema yeah, yeah. one. It was unlimited. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I'm sure we'll get into it more when we go into the meat of our review. But I'm not joining up what the critics say with what I saw. <laughs> Me too. I, you know, I'm looking at looking at Rotten Tomatoes here. Um, one of the critics says it's a tonal mess, occasionally parody poor, a hilarious amount of deadpan funeral scenes, and frequently makes no sense, especially when Moss's Mousy Claire becomes a bloodthirsty killing machine. Rating one out of five. I. That's not what I saw at all.
0: No. <laughs> Honestly, I watched it first, and it just it just because of our schedules, and I messaged you, and I didn't want to ruin it, and I just said to you, "Dinner, I'm really enjoying this." And I know sometimes I'll do that to you, knowing it's a load of shit. Winding you up, I, yeah, winding <laughs> you up, and you'll message me going, "Fuck off!" So there is. I had to double messages to go. No, no, genuinely, I'm enjoying the movie. I thought, you know, I, I, it's just something that I like, and I think for me, and we'll talk about it when we get into it. This is one film that I think deserves to be watched and ignore the reviews because I don't get what the angle was with the reviews. There's something going there. Whether because it's a uh, it's a female director, Dave. Is there some sort of bias there? I'm not sure.
1: You know what, Chris? I'm I'm not going to be a a social justice warrior about this, but again, I'll come back. You know, you know, Rotten Tomatoes isn't my favourite, but sometimes yeah. it. Does give you a little bit of a clue as to what's going on. It gets twenty four percent from the critics. It gets sixty nine percent from the audience score. Yeah, that's a massive disparity, isn't it? Yeah, I I just is it because it's a a, a female you know look gangland fucking mafiosa style movies like this. I know it's the Irish gangland, like, they're not Italian, but you know movies like this you know, are so macho, aren't they? We used to watch in The yeah. Godfather where, you know, the, the women play, you know, very little kind of minor role really, don't they? Just supporting roles. Is it that, you know, people are just uncomfortable and uneasy about seeing these women in a very macho type part of history, you know, the uh, in the 70s? Like, I, I don't know. There's just something off and it just it smells a bit funny to me i, I don't yeah. know what it is that i'm smelling but you know <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not being clever there is genuinely there's there's just something off it, it doesn't make sense to me you know because we'll, we'll get into our ratings and what have you but i mean you know putting it out there straight away i, I really quite enjoyed it and i i don't most of the time when we watch something that's about 24% on Rotten Tomatoes it's usually pretty shit
0: yeah
1: Um, but this one definitely isn't
0: no and you won't be getting the famous words of this is the worst thing I've ever (laughs) seen Dave because I'm I'm, we think we're gonna be on the same page so should we get into our trailer let's go times
1: change you do what you gotta do from kids most employers don't want mothers. It's a competitive market. You don't know me. For money, you survive.
0: Now might be the time. For what? For you. Our husbands have 24 months left on their sentences. Sorry, baby.
1: This is the Irish Mob, organized crime. We're going to take care of you. You girls are gonna be just fine. We got no money. Can't even make the rent with what they gave me last night. They didn't want me in the family in the first place.
0: 40 years we pay protection and we don't get nothing for it.
1: They have been telling us forever that we are never gonna do anything but have
0: babies. A bunch of men that have forgotten what family means. So we remind them. You're pretty mama.
1: Pretty doesn't matter, it's just a tool women use. What? Anything we want. What do you want? We are gonna have crews everywhere. I can see you got brains, and I know you got money.
0: But we got one thing that you don't.
1: We got criminals. told you we can't go around working for a bunch of women. You are not smarter than me. I will wipe you off the face of the earth. I don't want you to do it. I want you to teach me how to do it. Just to be clear, now we run this neighborhood. Step off my business. Baby, it's my business now. They're going to swallow this entire city. You go to war, there's no coming back. Alfonso Coretti wants to talk. If we go to Brooklyn, we're dead.
0: What do you wear to something like that? You get dressed up?
1: Kidding? What? My God, I lost count again. (laughs) Now we start off. We're in Hell's Kitchen, and it's 1978, and there is no Daredevil in this universe, by the way, which is where I associate (laughs) Hell's Kitchen with. Anyway, we've got three women, and basically they're married to members of the Irish mob. Now, Kathy's married to this reluctant but kind Jimmy. Ruby's married to Kevin, the son of Helen and heir to the mob empire. And Claire is married to Rob, who abuses her. Chris, what do you make to the opening of this one?
0: Dave, I think it starts really strong. The The whole continuity that uh, i think the cinematography is fantastic of it very clever with the, the, the actual camera work because you can see they've took like a, a block over to film it and the camera pans very quickly once the dialogue's thing because obviously new york is 2020 or 2019 when this is filmed i think it's really good melissa mccarthy really surprised me because she's this proper downtrodden housewife isn't she she's pulling it together and obviously all the guys end up getting arrested don't they uh by the FBI and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, obviously, Ruby's husband is the one, like you say, Kevin, he's an absolute bastard. He's an absolute psycho. He genuinely, you know, trigger finger, really, really hot head. Rob's the same. Rob beats up Claire. Claire's covered in bruises. She's used to getting beat up. That's played by Elizabeth Moss out of The mm-hmm. Handmade Tale, who also is playing in this part, the same part she plays in The Tale, but also Dave. I thought she's fantastic in The Invisible Man.
1: She's, she's, oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah.
0: brilliant in that really good in that and i think her acting range is so so good when she's playing someone who's downtrodden and and really up against it i think it really brings out her acting style so i think dave honestly i mean this and i know we've alluded to it a minute ago for the, the trailer i think this is a fucking really good film i think it's, it's definitely rewatchable it's just of its time it's got Tones of a bit of a gangster thing there, the Irish mafia, aren't they? And you've got like the the um the Italian mob there, you've got all these other people involved. And I just think the cast is really strong. I think Melissa McCarthy steals a lot of the scenes, but I also like Ruby, who's played by Tiffany Haddish. She's really good in this. She's one who's downtrodden wife, and because she's black, she's getting very racial, racially abused, isn't she? The mother-in-law fucking hates her, who's like she's like the crime lord the mum she's horrible isn't she? she's a proper old bag and um helen
1: yeah i i chris you know that i always say the greatest crime a movie can commit is you just don't care you don't care about what's going on you don't care about the people in it god the fucking mother-in-law i hated her
0: <laughs> what a part though dave what a part she's playing right
1: exactly she was playing that part brilliantly cuz she was a nasty horrible human being and honestly, when she, she got her comeuppance, I was like, yes, fucking get in. <laughs> yeah, I was, you fucking bitch. Get down them stairs. But yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> but I don't get this criticism about the the tonal mess. I don't know if people are bringing baggage with them that, you know, because Melissa McCarthy is in it. Oh, yeah, she's the goofy, you know, comedian that we've, we've seen many times before and kind of looking out for her, waiting for her to play that part. I, I thought she, honestly, I thought she disappeared into the role. I thought, you know, I, I forgot all of her previous movies when I was watching this. And I love that dynamic between them because they are all downtrodden. You know, you've got this this kind of falseness, haven't you? Because when the guys yeah. go into, uh, into prison and, you know, Kevin, do you, do you recognize Kevin? Of course, David. General Hawks. Oh no, no! I I think oh, it? I think Gabriel. Gabriel no, I think Gabriel is somewhat. He looks. I thought he was General Hooks at first, but I don't think he is. I I think he's he's a different Irish actor. Uh Kevin, the absolute arsehole who who's uh, married to Ruby. So he's played by James Badge Dale, and he was in Iron Man Three. He was the one. Uh, he was oh, the one who yeah, happy yeah. was tailing and then blew yes. up.
0: Yes, he was. No, yeah. Dave, that's definitely General Hawks, that guy. I've checked up on it. Don L. Gleason is.
1: The the, uh, the assassin. See, the I, I thought he was, and then I looked him up, and I couldn't see. Hold on. i I got IMDb here. See, so it says he's known for ex machina, Frank, <laughs> about time. He's not. I don't know, he, fucking, it he fucking is, yeah. He General is, yeah, Hooks. I've... How the fuck, right? Can you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> his second movie, right? Because this is what I looked up last night, where I was watching it. His second movie that he's known for is Frank. You know, yeah. Frank fucking Sidebottom. Yeah. Right. How yep. can you not be known as being General Hooks? It's fucking I'm nonsense. glad you. I'm glad you clarified that for me though, because I, I, yeah. I didn't scroll down and look at his movies. I just thought, fucking hell, he doesn't half look the same, you know. But
0: yeah, yeah, he was definitely, and he's Dave. Also, more importantly, he's in Peter Rabbit as well.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> <'Cause> he... <laughs> saw, he was in a pretty good Black Mirror as well, um, with uh, with old Agent Carter. Um, oh, what's the name, Agent Carter? ah uh, fucking rubbish at names Haley atwell yeah so uh yeah he was, he was in a black mineral with her and he he actually died off and then she you, you could pay for this service where you could recreate um your loved one but it was all kind of pieced together from their online social media presence and stuff so it, yeah. it was a it was a weird kind of half pieced together personality Very fucking disturbing. I don't know why I don't get back into Black Mirror, because I fucking loved them at the time. But uh, anyway, anyway. So, yes, General Hooks, of course. (laughs) (laughs) See, he plays a good role as well, doesn't he? But, I mean, before we get introduced to Gabriel, though, I mean, this fucking, uh, uh, you know, falseness. You know, you've got this little Jackie, and he's like, we'll take care of you. And then he he gives them fucking hardly anything. And then they go to have, you know, they bring cookies, don't they? And say, you know, it's it's not quite what we were expecting. And he's like, you'll get what you're fucking given kind of thing. So that's when they're in that situation where they kind of have to do something. They, you know, they have to take matters into their own hands. And I think... um, yeah, so that, that's around about the time. You know, Gabriel's really the muscle, isn't he? He's kind of the psycho that enables them to start building up this empire. But I, I like the fact that, you know, you, you're introduced to these characters that are downtrodden. And, you know, when I'm watching things like this, I'm thinking, fucking you know, hell, what, what could you do? You know, fucking late 70s. You got, you not got enough money to feed your family or whatever. But what the fuck do you do? So I like how it built that up it
0: was good no i like that the only the only reach which come from nowhere and it, came, it may have been me didn't spot it was when little jackie who's running it all and as you say he shits on all the women and they're trying to sort of get some protection stuff going aren't they and and get a name for themselves is they threaten him don't they and say like um you know it's you're you're finished you're know mm-hmm. and then um Ruby says, you've not got the bottle. He always said you didn't have the bottle. And he says, lock your doors up. And as yeah. she's putting Elizabeth Moss's character, uh, Claire, as she's putting a rubbish out, he comes behind her and tries to rape her. Yeah. And then Gabriel from nowhere just blows his head off. Now, I might be wrong here, but I would not seen any foreshadowing there or any storytelling that he was even in the movie. He just came from nowhere, shot him. And I was like, oh, right, there's General Hucks." yeah where's he come from so that's the only bit in the movie that jarred with me dave slightly but not enough to take me away from the story i just accepted it that he was an ex-lover someone who she loved who left her because he had to get out of town but also because she was married he didn't want to break a marriage up sort of thing yeah. so, so i get that love story but also the next scene the fucking chopping her body up with knives yeah. oh it's fucking minging.
1: i <laughs> think i don't I don't know if that's one of the things that the critics are moaning about, you know, because it is all right, it's gruesome, isn't it? But it is slightly comedic. But yes. But you see that in like Tarantino movies as well, don't you? You know, yeah. you you get that real fucking dark humor in there as well, you know, and, and looking at how ridiculous and gruesome this this particular scene is. So yeah, I think um I didn't see any any problem with that, but yeah, old uh oh, Claire, she takes to it quite easily, doesn't she? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) But but again, I I can kind of buy it, whereas other people might think, oh, yeah, she she wouldn't have done that. She was just a housewife. She'd been fucking abused, you know, and beaten up and fucking shit on, you know, and you imagine probably for for the best part of her own life, yeah, she's got some fucking demons to work out, and I can imagine she might go a bit uh, you know, she might start taking it out on other people, so no, I bought that one full hook, line and sinker.
0: Yeah, I did. And obviously, as the movie comes on, they they, they, they do take all the, the little jackies round. They take on all these sort of gangster folks as well. And they all like come together. But then we get the little twist where we get the Italians coming, don't we, this Alfonso Caretti. He, he sends one of his guys who comes up to cafe in the street and says, you know, Alfonso wants to come and see you. And they make a deal. And end up getting like more streets of New York to run, don't they? So they're making coin, but we then get the little sort of twist, the heel twist, where Ruby's fucking dipping money on the side, isn't she? And, and putting a little nest egg away on the sly, and they, we can't work out what's going on there at that point. She looks like she's just been a complete bitch.
1: Yeah, and and again, I kind of like this. I, I like the fact that you know when they were downtrodden, they they all had a common goal. You know they they pulled together they they became this united team you know and they they did something fantastic all right you know on, on the wrong side of the law we might say but you know they 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 did something but then when they start to be successful all the cracks start to appear don't they the different personalities yeah. and like you say she's like oh I'm taking this money for expenses i needed it blah 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 and you can see they're not all getting on, particularly Claire's having a go as well, she's saying, you know, you're not the leader of this group and what have you. So I, I thought it was interesting how that sort of played out. Um, I did th- I did feel quite sorry. So, I mean, when Claire ultimately bites the dust, you know, I, I sort of, I couldn't work out if I believed that or not. <laughs> You know, because yeah. it it was a bit it was a bit Michael Myers, wasn't it? You know, the guy comes in because they, I mean, the husband, uh, the husbands had taken out a hit on them, hadn't they? You know, they yes. they come out of prison. They didn't really like the fact that the the women had taken over and kind of noses noses were put out of joint a bit. So then they they try and kill off Claire, and uh, you know they shoot this guy coming in, and they, and then he's effectively dead, isn't he? On the floor, like say Michael Myers style. And then out of nowhere, just comes out, blows the brains out kind of thing. And so it it was just, when you're in this gritty, realistic world, for me, I, I don't like to see horror-type tropes, you know. Yeah. So in horror, you have to suspend your disbelief, don't you? But if you get shot, <laughs> you know, I, I imagine the first, the first thing, you, you know, if you get shot and you're not dead, the first thing I'd imagine would be, <laughs> you know, because it fucking hurts. I don't care yeah. how tough you think you are. So, yeah, I I didn't really buy that bit to be quite honest.
0: No, and and I, th- I must admit, Dave, that's the only character out of the three that I thought was going to get killed. I thought he was a bit too obvious because the other two didn't kill anybody, mm-hmm. not directly anyway. She did. She got you know Gabriel showed her how to just walk up, be cool blow someone's head off you know that sort of thing yeah and and she did do that she she killed two people and then she killed her husband so I think she killed three people in the end so she pretty much wasn't a redeemable character It was very much a little Bonnie and Clyde type situation going on on the side mm. of them two. it was a love of passion because she was abused she didn't want to be abused she then liked the fact that she could abuse other people and there was you know he said so let's have a kid and all this and then that happened I would say that I saw that coming a mile off that she was going to go as I just said so so that's the only thing there and he's a, the one thing that I'm sound like I'm shitting on I'm not I really enjoyed watching it the only thing that was a bit w- weird in the movie that didn't deliver as we build up to it is the situation with the police and the FBI I didn't see that coming but I didn't think it needed it if that makes sense
1: I thought it was a bit of a stretch wasn't it you know the fact that I mean, it seems like Ruby's married Kevin, you know, or got together with Kevin, you know, and basically she's in with this FBI guy, and it's all been this long term plan to get get into Hell's Kitchen. You know, so Ruby seems to basically be be on this this path where she she's she's always wanted to be this gangster. And so I think, whereas, you know, I thought at the beginning, you know, the girls had to do this out of necessity. They had to feed their families and stuff. They had to deal with the fact yeah. that the, they had no income. And so, you know, and they were struggling for jobs as well, weren't they? You know, it, it kind of got that initial scene where Melissa McCarthy's kind of going to, to the guy and he's not interested. And it's like, you know, people aren't interested in hiring women, you know, because what happens if, if you need to go and mind your kid and stuff? I, I can imagine it It was tough like that. But, yeah, it was a bit of a stretch, wasn't it, that, that basically Ruby has gone through this years-long plan along with someone who's in the FBI to basically create this little criminal empire.
0: Yeah, and also the FBI agent shot his own partner, didn't he? We, see, we yeah. see a part yeah, of the movie near yeah, yeah. the end where the FBI agent, obviously there's no mobile phones, he's dialing in to call himself into the that, the office and then someone puts a bullet through his head and it's like we get this little, that's the only bit, I wasn't interested in that one bit at all. I really was interested in the dynamic of the families and hoping the girls all got peace with, with, you know, the husbands, and they got to be able to stay as the gang, you know, the gangsters, as such. Mm-hmm. That's what my, that's what I was invested in, in in the movie, and I do think, honestly, Dave, I thought it was a good movie, I really do, but I just think that bit didn't deliver. It wasn't a Kaiser Souza moment where you're like, holy shit! It just lacks punch, and I don't really think it added anything to the story. If I'm being completely honest,
1: yeah. Um, I suppose they had to give some kind of twist, um, but it's. Yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think that one fully landed. Um, and I don't think it needed it either. I don't think... I guess, you, you know, I, I could have just gone with the fact that Ruby had got all kind of power hungry and, you know, she got yeah. taste for it and then she's, you know, a bit more hungry for it. But I guess it all ties up to the fact that, you know, this is why the the blokes were in jail in the first place. You know, so... Like I say, I think it's supposed to be that Kaiser Soze moment, but it didn't really, I don't quite know why, it didn't really land, I don't think, particularly well.
0: No, no. And I think after that scene, the more powerful scene was when um, Kathy goes to pick her kids up from school and they're not there yeah. and she thinks someone's taking them and then obviously um Coretti rings her and says I've got your kids because King Jimmy her husband who's, who's jealous of the fact that his wife has made a name for herself in a 18 month period or whatever it is and he couldn't do that in his whole lifetime is with these guys and he goes to get his wife bumped off, don't he, make a deal yeah. and takes the kids so that's like that's just career suicide in the end. She has to make the decision. She just says, well, he's not worth anything to me. When Coretti says the same and you never see him again, he dies, do not he? And she's at his funeral. But I think that was more powerful than the scene with Ruby. And then obviously from there, we get the fact that Ruby and Gabriel are going to try and off Kathy, aren't they? But when they come out in the store, Kathy's got the full, like she's got a dad there, aren't she, and all these other people because her dad's not been happy with her. Yeah. Um. In, in this this thing, which is the union thing in New York that's gone on for years, where you see it in the Sopranos and that, there's a lot of truth to it where they had. And I've read books and everything where the unions are run. Look at um Jimmy Hoffa. Mm-hmm. It's all about getting their guys in, so everyone gets a piece of the pie when you're building. And he says it correctly. I want my guys building this new sports complex arena in New York yeah. and all this. I want them, you know. So it's all. That stuff is what the undertones is the, the mob and all that, and I think that works and it's of its time. The end bit, I'm not sure Gabriel just gives everything up and walks out, doesn't he? Yeah, so that was that was a bit I wasn't expecting that, I must admit. I thought it was gonna be some sort of shootout.
1: Yeah, it was kind of uh, there was no like crescendo, was there? <laughs> you know, it was all building no. up. You saw that you know, Ruby was planning to, to take out Kathy. Gabriel was just fucked off because um uh Moss's character had had been killed Claire. off Claire that's it yeah um so yeah but he's just like ah fuck this you know and I think he just seems a bit of a, a bit of a hard case when he, you know he's just yeah I, I I think he was in it you know in this whole thing for Claire um so yeah it does not really surprised me that he just sort of walked off there um but yeah i don't know i mean would you like to have a business partner where you just think at any opportunity you're going to get offed (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're going to kill yeah Yeah. it just seemed i don't know i I think the i think kathy said something like you know um if i kill you then you know at, at some point, someone's gonna kill me, and you know this all has to end at some point. That's not how this this mob life works, though, is it? <laughs> you know, there's no. always someone. Uh, your life is always under threat, really, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I thought I'd, I wasn't massively happy with that ending, if I'm honest. You know, it's it didn't seem to really, like you say, the whole Kaiser Soze switch with the guy from the the FBI didn't fully land, and then, you know, the way they just kind of have this uneasy partnership in the end, I'm not sure I completely bought that.
0: No. The one thing I would say with the comparisons of Widows, as I said at the top of the show, is this is more plausible and believable. Obviously, we know, you know, Elizabeth Moss's character, Claire, does become full-on psycho, but there is a little bit of storytelling with the fact that she's an abused wife. She's had enough, She wants, you know, she lost the baby and all this stuff. She's got pure hate. I can buy that. And I buy that. The other two were just the brains of the operation. They weren't fighters. They were just strong. Women knew what they had to do to, to survive and put food on the table. When you watch Widows, Dave, these women go from housewives to fucking full on John Rambo, <laughs> fucking doing heists and everything from nowhere. They'd go into training And they could do it like a training montage type situation where they have a load of training and that. But even then, it's a fucking stretch when they're out doing career criminals and stuff. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's the only thing I would say that I, 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 with you, it doesn't hit like it should but i just think it's quite a good movie overall i think the whole content of the film is good. there's nothing that I'd come away from it and go that was amazing but however it's certainly watchable it's an hour and 40 minutes it's definitely something you could sit there and watch an afternoon with a bit of popcorn or a drink or whatever it's it's not it's nowhere near as bad as what the critics are saying in my opinion
1: no um (laughs) my mind was just wondering uh, i think is it I can't remember which which week it is, but we've got Under Siege coming out on the VHS, haven't we? And uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you've got Erica Lamiax's character Jordan, and she goes basically from being playboy playboy model to Navy Seal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> within With the within <laughs> a few hours, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't think I think it's more believable, a lot more believable than that. Um, even though, like, say, i picked a few nits uh, while we've been going through there. But, yeah, broadly speaking, I, I think it's pretty good. And, and I, I do like Cathy's character as well because she's the only one, I think, who, who is kind of redeemable, and, and you can buy her reasons. You know, like, say, Ruby seems like she was playing the long game. She's been in, you know, on this crime mob path for a while, and, and it was all kind of, you know orchestrated to get to this point. Um, Claire, yeah. you know, she, she had been abused. She'd had a horrible life, um, but then goes goes a bit psycho and likes the killing a little bit too much. You know, Kathy is the one who, you know, she tried to protect her husband, didn't she, for, you know, for quite a while. She's saying he's he's not done anything, you know, leave him alone kind of thing until, until he does do something. And then, you know, she has to make yeah. that, that call ultimately for you know, for the safety of herself and, and the kids. So yeah, no, I, I thought it was good.
0: Mm, I agree, Dave. So should we get into our review? Yeah, let's go. So Dave, uh, if you don't mind, I'll go first. If that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, as I've alluded to, I fully enjoyed this. I think it's got a really strong cast. I think there's a couple of little things that we've picked out there, and, and I genuinely think it's more nitpicks. There's nothing that detracts me from the fact that I like the era it's set in. It's, it's, it's got all the cars I love, the, the whole New York grittiness about it. it it's very much of its the late seventies. I think they nailed that in my personal opinion, really, really well. They compact it very well. The camera works quite clever. Even some of the aerial shops in New York, when they've got the buildings above, they've obviously shot some of the buildings that were obviously there, the late seventies. That's all clever stuff. I just think it's a good movie. I think it's, it's very similar to widows. If you haven't seen widows, you know, go out and watch it. It's not a bad movie. Um, it just, I found this better to be honest than widows and widows got really critically acclaimed for being quite a good movie. Mm Um, yeah, just a great movie. Bit of a gangster feel to it, but right up my alleyway, Dave. Didn't feel, to be fair, like I was actually doing a comics emotion review this week. It just feels like it's a a movie, just like a bit of a, a gangster stroke action movie, to be honest. So it's quite. I know it sounds that's not being disrespectful to what we review, but it's quite refreshing to just to go through some of that felt a little bit more grounded. If you, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. there wasn't any liker or insight or anything. So yeah, I was quite good. I quite enjoyed it. So I'm going to put it, Dave. To hall of justice right in the middle i don't think it's crap i don't think it's amazing but it's definitely watchable and i'd love if a couple of weeks down the line some of our good friends who keep emailing in and that like joseph and that if they do watch it what they actually think and glenn and people like that as they go through the back catalog did you enjoy it do you think the reviews are right do you think we're wrong i'd love to have that discussion again
1: awesome now i i think you know if i think back to when we first started out you know In this podcast world together, and we we were like, "Let's do this this comics in motion thing." One of the elements for me was I, I wanted to make sure we covered things that were outside of your your spandex clad comic books. So you know, everyone, if you mentioned to an average Joe in the street, you know, name a comic book movie, you know, you'd go straight to Avengers nowadays, probably. But you know, prior to that, you'd probably be Superman, Batman. And so, one of the things I wanted to tackle was, you know, adaptations from books that that weren't part of, you know, the the Marvel uh, superhero universe or the DC superhero universe. So, I, I think tackling something like this is is fantastic. And like you say, it's just you you do have a a lot of. Um, Oh, not 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 anything compared to like superheroes, but you know, there's quite a few comic book, uh, crime, you know, crime noir type books out there. Ed Brubaker is one of my favorites. You know, uh, he he did one called Criminal, then went on. I, I became aware of him because he was doing Daredevil for a while, but um, yeah, so it's great to tackle something like this. And and like you say, you unless, well, you, I guess you got the DC Vertigo flashing up at the start, didn't you? But you know, if you weren't paying attention, didn't see that, you would never guess that this originated from a comic book. There's there nothing yeah. in there at all—no, no superpowers, no super twists, or or anything. So, so I think that was fantastic. Like you say, I don't know quite why the critics have given it a massive panning, um, but the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, like I say, it's a very respectable sixty-nine percent. So that that tells its own story, and I can't honestly, Chris. Say you know there isn't some misogyny in in there somewhere. I, I genuinely think that it, because it just doesn't match up with with what I saw. I think it is a pretty strong movie. Yeah, there's a few leaps. You know, if we're to pick nits, you know, there's a few leaps in there somewhere. But you know what? Film doesn't. <laughs> Every film's got a little bit of stretch of, of believability in some spots. So, so no, I thought it was a really strong film. I'm going to stick it in the same i'm going to go right in the middle hall of justice but it is a really strong hall of justice unlike yourself you know this isn't particularly my sweet spot of movies you know this this kind of gangster film but uh i can certainly appreciate it and i did enjoy it and you know it kept my attention you know and and that's that's one of the things that, that i can say positive about it you know it kept my attention i was interested in the characters when old, you know, the old crime boss lady got shoved down the stairs. Felt great, <laughs> you know, which probably makes me a human, horrible human being. But you know, she was a horrible piece of shit of a human being, so I don't feel too bad about it. So yeah, no, I thought thought it was really good. So yeah, like I say, all the justice for me.
0: Oh, great stuff, Dave. So, Mister Horrocks, let's play the trailer for next week's episode.
1: Yep. And um, we're going back to the MCU with a bit of Winter Soldier.
0: Coming up on the drop zone, Cap. You do anything fun Saturday night? Well, all the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead, so... No, not really. You know, if you ask Kristen out from statistics, you'd probably say yes. That's why I don't ask. Too shy or too scared? Too busy!
1: Was he wearing a parachute? No. No, he wasn't.
0: I joined S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people.
1: Captain, to build a better world sometimes means tearing the old one down. And that makes enemies. Are you ready for the world to see you as you really are? Look out the window. You know how the game works. Disorder, war. All it takes is one step. We're going to neutralize a lot of threats before they even happen. thought the punishment usually came after the crime. S.H.I.E.L.D. takes the world as it is, not as we'd like it to be. This isn't freedom. This is fear. You need to keep both eyes open. Before
0: we get started... Does anyone want to get out?
1: Your work has been a gift to mankind. You've shaped the century. And I need you to do it one more time. Chris, I know you haven't said it this time, so <laughs> how would they get in contact with us?
0: <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> at ComicsInMotionP. If you want to email into the show, guys, ComicsInMotionPodcast.gmail.com. And as always, if you do get a chance, you've got a couple of minutes spare, can you get over to your podcast catching app and just drop me and Dave a review on this show? It really helps us get out there to more people. And also, as always, we've got various shows on this Uh, podcast feed guys so if there's something in the comic book realm that you love or something from star wars we have got various shows so get onto the feed and have a look there and see if there's anything that tickles your fancy
1: awesome now chris uh, great to go through this one with you and after a good stitching up last week i have to ask you how are you going to finish this one off As I... I can hear, I can hear the, the keyboard yeah, typing away the keyboard there. Ding, 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 typing ding, ding, away, ding. David.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a full call, Dave. Um, I don't know.
1: It gives a Godfather quote or something. I'm making
0: my life can I, <laughs> I <can't> refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with this movie, but... It's that
1: fucking Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Just the Godfather. I think. It's as well when he, a man puts a coat around a kid
0: and <laughs> <laughs> he's lost his parents. Bruce Wayne? <laughs> well, we've, we've not <laughs>
1: Let's finish it there. I'll see you next time. Bye. Excuse me, I'm not a great Tell Xavier. Go fuck yourself.
0: What in the ass?
1: Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale of light? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jerome! Kneel before Zone! Why so
0: serious? Let's put a
1: smile on that
0: face. I am I, Man. I'm Batman. Any goodie? Whoa! Hey! hey. hey.